0: Yeah.
1: Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me.
0: com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about dot com.
2: Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. We're in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents as shown in their name to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people of many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset when they use the gifts that are seen in their name, when we're using namology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everyone benefits? Our expert tonight is Susan Shepard, who has developed her genius in the area of getting what you want out of your romantic relationships. Now, Susan Shepard is the founder of Getting What You Want, Incorporated. She's a life and love coaching um, coach for that organization. She's on a mission to get people love the way they want to be loved. Now, she has a very successful track record of helping people heal their wounded hearts, reframe their perception of opposite sex, and meet their perfect partner so they can find true intimacy, love, and long-term commitments. She is an award-winning, best-selling Amazon author of the books, How to Get What You Want from Your Man Anytime, and Dating After 40, No More Excuses. Now, Susan's 40 years as a registered nurse in emergency services honed her crisis intervention skills as a coach. Now, she is a self-proclaimed self-awareness addict since 1978. Her eclectic background includes working directly for Michael Gerber, the renowned Uh, business e-myth guru for three years, and she was certified by Tony Robbins in NLP in 1990. Now, her background covers a variety of areas, as she's been a headhunter in the oil industry, a general contractor building custom homes, a movie producer, a business coach, an author and a book publisher, and now a life coach specializing in love relationships, She truly is a renaissance woman. I'm so glad that you found time to join us today, Susan. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I can't believe I'm that crazy to do all that stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It just means that you're living up to the you in your name, which says you have a short attention span because you get bored easily.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I hope there's a justifiable reason for this.
2: Yes, there is. Wait, wait till I get to your name. <laughs> anyway, so I want to jump right off the bat because with questions, because this is an area of love relationships that just talks to everybody. And so many people choose the wrong person to love. You know, we hear stories that lovers and mates have affairs, they're financially swindled by their loved one, or they become abusive. Why do we fall in love with the wrong people?
1: You really want to know the answer to that? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It has to do. um, And this is my belief, and you know that I could be totally wrong about all of this, but this is what I've learned in the 30 years I've been doing this, is that we start out very open, and as we get disillusioned and disappointed as we're growing up, and usually these filters develop within the first seven years of our life, or in a past life, if you believe in that stuff, But ultimately, we develop filters, and the filters are stored in our other-than-conscious mind, and it's our other-than-conscious mind that attracts the wrong people, because it attracts the people that fit the filter, or if you want to call it that, the barcode that we have for a mate.
2: So that means we're setting our barcodes way too low.
1: Well, we set them unconsciously. It's not like we suddenly decide, okay, I really want to do um, attract nothing but narcissists or
3: (laughs)
2: that's really in the name, you know, if you're looking at a name and they have an O and then followed by a B, that's narcissism. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We'll teach people what they're looking for.
1: (laughs) Or I want to uh, attract somebody who's going to abuse me in some way, either, you know, um, emotionally, physically, or sexually, you know, uh, and ultimately what happens and what I've what I've discovered really in the thirty years I've been doing this is that people tend to have a pattern. And their pattern tends to be they're attracted to someone they created a filter for, whether consciously or unconsciously, in their first seven years. And it could be a father, a grandfather, an uncle, a neighbor, anybody that they have decided that this is the person and it, it's an It's totally unconscious. They are definitely not conscious of it. And in fact, I've met so many people who've been married three and four times who literally end up marrying the same person in a different body, you know, and they look totally different to begin with, but ultimately that's how they end up being. And then they're like, why does this keep happening to me? Well, the only common denominator is them. So there's something in them that attracts those people.
2: So is that like saying that if your dad was abusive as a child, then you would attract an abusive mate?
1: Maybe. You may go the other extreme. And, you know, it may be, it just depends on how the filter was developed at the time. If, but many times I find that to be true. I do find that to be true. That if they have an abusive mother or father, because some people attract their mother right, in a mate and some people attract their father in a mate and some people attract whoever raised them or a neighbor or it, it could be anybody really it's it's a discovery process to discover and and it isn't even really important who it was that the pattern was created for what matters is that you discover that there's a pattern and then you have to do the work to change it
2: okay now this is making me feel better maybe about the, the suggestions I gave my kids. I said, find somebody that's a lot like your dad and date them and get that out of your system. Then find somebody who's a lot like your mom, date them and get that out of your system, have a good long relationship, get that out of your system. Then find somebody totally new and different.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that can work too. I mean, part of, part of the, the system that I developed, um, the, there's a step two, and the step two is called the love yourself step. And everyone thinks when they come to me and they're looking for a relationship that my step two has to do with finding them a relationship, but it actually has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is expanding their perception of who's out there for them and changing their unconscious filters and um, you know, creating the desire and the unconscious ability to attract who they really want. In their life so it's all about becoming who they need to be in order to attract who they want
2: well I'm still thinking about up until age 7 if you have incredibly loving wonderful parents that would help you tremendously huh yes it would <laughs> definitely okay. I'm watching my grandchildren okay <laughs> okay now this is the part of the show where we interpret a portion of our guest name are you ready Susan
3: I'm ready
1: I'm ready
2: okay I'm starting off with that you have a great sense of humor according to your name and it this, and you can take really what I want to call airy-fairy thoughts and make sense out of them. Because at the same time that you can go up to those very lofty ideas and with spiritual pursuits, the same thing is that. Um, you're very grounded at the same time and very practical. And so it's a really nice balance because you can go to either extreme. Your name also indicates that you get bored very quickly, like I was saying earlier. <laughs> so you would have a lot of different interests. And it's like every six or seven minutes, you'd not need a commercial break or you may be jumping all around on different topics and come back like a round robin. <laughs> Because if you're staying too long focused on one thing, it's just not interesting anymore because you have a very fast mind that grasps things very quickly. Uh, You also have a very good memory, according to your name, and wish to make the world a better place. Um, Your big challenge in your name is what can you learn about everything? It's like there's no filter of what you're not interested in. So it's like, what can I learn about this? And what can I learn about that? And and what can I know about this? And so you're attracted to people who can teach you. OK, and so that, that explains, <laughs>
3: explains a lot,
2: <laughs> you know, and then it also says that you have a great um, ability to have a power of influence. And so that's very exciting you know, that you can, you, you can be able to use that, but that you also need your freedom and you appreciate other people around you that also need their freedom so that they're not needy or grabby or want to be rescued. Well, that certainly explains a lot about who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I always like reading names. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so this should be fun. We are going to be talking about relationships. And I know a lot of times I'll dig into somebody's background. But Susan's topic is so interesting. And we all want to know how to improve our relationships and attract the perfect one. So we do need to take a break. And stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. And it's being heard on xzbn.net and Zone Broadcast Network. And on the website, knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out how... We can get the biggest revelations and things about ourselves so that we know how to put out those vibes out there to get exactly what we're looking for. Please stay tuned.
4: exxon radio tv for more information on the exxon radio tv show with yours truly rob mcconnell visit www.exoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast centre and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember, X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.
2: Sharon Lynn Wyeth and you're listening to know the name know the genius in you which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. now our guest tonight is Susan Shepherd, whose website is getting again that is getting what you okay Susan what's the biggest revelation that you had when you started doing the work you're currently doing
1: oh wow that's an interesting question um that most people who get married get married for the wrong reasons.
2: Okay, like a good reason might be he can take care of me or he's got a lot of money or she's a good cook mm. or sexuality or something. Most
1: else. people you know, most people get married for chemistry and they forget or just don't know to look any further or they deny when red flags come up because they don't want to pass this opportunity up
2: so we need to be looking past chemistry or can we have chemistry plus don't you you need chemistry too
1: yes absolutely you need the chemistry um there's three essential ingredients you know i have um this five-step process that i the fourth step is success with the three essential ingredients three essential ingredients are chemistry which is from my perspective it's the easy it's the easy part Pretty much everyone knows when they have chemistry, and they appreciate it. The second thing is compatibility, and the compatibility has to be with each other's deal breakers. In other words, you don't okay. want the deal breakers, and then, and deal breakers can be anything—literally anything. People's deal deal breakers are not all the same; they're all unique and individual to each individual person. But if you haven't done the work to discover what they are, you might be surprised when you find out what they are. And the last thing is love with respect. You can love someone and not respect them. You can respect someone and not love them. But if you have love with respect and compatibility, especially with the deal breakers and chemistry, then you have a really good foundation for a long-term relationship. It doesn't mean if you have them all that it guarantees success but it means you've got the foundation and you've got the you've got the tools to work with to have a successful relationship but if one of them's one of them's missing any one of the three are missing um from the my point of view the relationship is doomed eventually may take 20 years for it to (laughs) fail but it's doomed eventually
2: Okay, my wonderful community. A deal breaker in a relationship is something that under no circumstances will you tolerate. An example would be like if there's no way that you want to be dating an alcoholic or married to an alcoholic. Okay, that's just an example. Now, is it wise, Susan, for someone to figure out their deal breakers before they start dating? Well, it's wise for people to know what their deal breakers are because if they have them
1: and if you find someone that's 95% what you want, but that one, that 5% or 1%, even 99% what you want and 1% is a deal breaker, you still have to walk away. But that's the problem and that's why we have such a high divorce rate because what will happen is people find somebody that is 90% or eighty, even 80% what they want, but that 20% they want to deny exists, or I can fix that, or maybe they'll change their mind, or maybe they'll grow out of it, or whatever. I mean, they come up with all these reasons to deny it because they're afraid if they let go of this person who's 80% what they want, that they're never going to find anybody better.
2: You know, I look at that like buying houses. You know, you buy a house and you realize that the closets are too small. So the next house, you make sure those closets are big. But then you find out that the kitchen's too tiny. There's not enough room for everybody that comes to visit to talk in the kitchen. So the next house has a bigger kitchen and big closets. And that every time you move, you're, you're improving your house because now you know what you want. I look at that as dating. That every time you have a man and, and if, or a woman and they're 80% what you want, that just means that the next one gets to be better. <laughs> yes, but that isn't always true. <laughs> <laughs> well, those you, you, you weed out right away. <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> well, you would
1: hope that everyone thinks that way. But that's probably the biggest revelation is that I find out that not everyone thinks that way. They just think that they can change them. Uh, that's, maybe that's the bigger revelation even is that people walk into a relationship thinking they're going to be able to change the other person.
2: Oh, I think it's hard enough to change ourselves, let alone somebody else.
1: But okay. you're an enlightened person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or maybe I've just lived long enough to get smarter, right? It's talking well, about be... <laughs> Susan, I was reading something and I couldn't wait to get you on the radio to ask you this because you've done so much spiritual pursuits of your own. And that is, I read that out of the four bodies that we have, we have a physical body, an emotional body, a mental body, and a spiritual body. What I was reading was... Um, and it was in John Gray's work and Carolyn Mace's work. So I want to give credit where it's due. And they were saying that if you could match your partner in three out of the four, you had a good foundation for a relationship and a marriage, okay, or a long-term relationship. But that if you could only match your partner in two of those, that was headed for divorce. What are the four? Emotional, physical? Um, a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Mental and spiritual. Um, I would say
1: i I would probably agree with that, although you know you you have to be willing to be flexible when you're in a relationship. And I don't mean compromise. Compromise is not it's not a word I even like, okay? But flexibility is. And the reality is if if you have the ability to be flexible, and maybe you have differences in one of these areas. The flexibility allows you enough leeway to be able to to get along. I mean, that, that the thing is, you know, everyone always says opposites attract. And what is it about opposites that attract? Well, it's the challenge, and it's the it's the ability to grow with a person.
2: Wow. Now, now, men. Um, initiate a relationship since they're the ones in our society that ask the woman out. However, women often settle instead of understanding that it's the woman who says yes and gives the go ahead or says no thank you. So, isn't the control for the relationship or the maybe control is the wrong word, but isn't the decision whether this relationship is going to de- go forward or not up to the woman?
1: Well, I would have to disagree with the first thing that you said. I do not think that men ever initiate a relationship. Ooh, it's always the nice. women. Yeah, how do they do that? Women do the choosing. They have to give the man a signal that it's okay for that man to make a make a move, so to speak, you know, to even talk to them. And even if all they do is open their mouth and say, "I," when I start working with clients, I tell them, you know, you really need to initiate conversations with men because right now they're they're very skittish about women right now. They're very afraid of women at the moment because of the because of all the things that are going on in the Me Too movement and everything else. And the women's lib um Shoot, women's they lib be, caused a lot of issues for men. Well, and men. And men don't know how to behave. Well
2: and men can be falsely accused. I mean well, they, we don't know if if what was recently happening in our news was a, a accurate accusation or a false accusation. But it's, I mean, I remember, um, I always had to take the babysitter home because my guy didn't want to be left alone with a young teenager because he wouldn't know what she could claim or not claim, even though I knew he'd be innocent.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. But I, I, what I know is, and, it's been validated for me over and over and over again in this 30 years that I've been doing this is that women do the choosing and women do the ending of all relationships and that women have, women have all of the, I don't even like the word power, but they have the power in relationship because men have power in the rest of the world. And as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. Let them have it because women really do have power in relationship and Relationship is the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of business and politics and religion and love and life. If you don't, if you aren't able to maintain a relationship in all of those areas, you have nothing. So women have the ultimate power. But women do the choosing and women do the ending. And even though it looks like men leave a lot of times, men do not leave a relationship until they've been dismissed.
2: Isn't that fascinating? Oh, I'm going to be thinking about this all night. Okay. So are there core beliefs that a woman has when she's willing to settle? Is there something in her that says, you know, it's okay to settle or how it fear? It's fear,
1: fear, fear that there's nobody better out there for them. And that's the work that I do with women is I grow their self-esteem to the point where they know that they actually do have the ability to attract whoever it is they want, that they can literally, if they do the work that I have for them to do, the transformational work that I have for them to do, at some point they can walk into a room anywhere filled with men and look around and go, I'll take that one and invite that person to be in their life and they w- that person will show up for them. Now... They may not stay and you may not want them to stay because once you choose them, it doesn't always mean you choose correctly just on vision, you know. But ultimately, I so believe in the work that I do and, and the the power that women have that any woman anywhere, if she owns her feminine power, can walk into any room, anywhere, anywhere under any situation and choose who she wants to be in relationship with
2: wow i love this and i we need another break stay tuned to know the name know the genius in you which is being heard on xzbn.net and xzone broadcast network station and on the website knowthename.com now this show is dedicated to finding the right person for you to have a loving relationship with so stay tuned and we'll be right back with susan shepherd
0: Yeah.
1: Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course.
0: We all know about SIMULTV.com. com.
4: Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome
2: back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Susan Shepard, an expert on knowing how to create amazing, loving relationships and how to attract those. She can be reached via her website, gettingwhatyouwant.com. Now, I want to spell her name for you because the last name is S-H-E-P like Peter, P like Peter, A-R-D like David. Okay, so we're here with Susan Shepard. And Susan, it's like, I have so many questions for you. So many women feel apprehensive if a guy wants to move a relationship along too rapidly. So what's a valid pacing for a relationship? Or is the woman really in charge of that too?
1: Woman is totally in charge of relationship always. She's in charge of the pace. She's in charge of the, of how far it goes. It's like, She's in charge of deciding whether they can hold hands or not and where the end of her hand is.
2: Okay. no, wait a minute. Explain that.
1: Well, you know, um, men can sometimes be aggressive, um, physically aggressive, and a woman is absolutely in charge of what a man can do to her body, where he can touch her, where he can make a move, you know, she's, she is totally in charge. Now, a lot of women don't know this. That's the part, that's what I'm trying to make common knowledge, that women do have all this power. But uh, there's so many women out there who think men are in charge, and they're they're not. They're not when it comes to relationship. So actually, you have very little to say about it.
2: Well, I know it, it, it would it seem like a thousand years ago now when I was a teenager, if a guy went to put his hand on my body anywhere, I would literally grab his hand and say, does this belong to you? And if he said yes, I would say, please keep it. And if he said no, I'd say, I don't want it either. I mean, I was just really slow or difficult or uh, very strict boundaries. Smart. <laughs> Yeah, Very smart. I just, I didn't want it. And every guy learned right away, especially because the first couple of guys I dated all went and talked to everybody else that you better move very slow with me and don't even try to kiss me till the third date. And mm-hmm. that was if you were going to get a third date.
1: Very smart. Like I said,
2: you but know? <laughs> these young
1: girls these days are not smart. They're actually very aggressive. I mean, I have five grandchildren. Okay. And mm-hmm. Right now, one of the grandsons is 17, and one of my granddaughters is 16. The granddaughter who's 16 is not the least bit interested in boys at this point. But my grandson, who's 17, is absolutely inundated by girls. They are all over him. He is, I mean, he's gorgeous, and he's smart, and he's a football star right now. But literally, he... And he keeps getting himself in trouble. And he says, Grandma, I like this girl. But then this other girl, she's like all over me. And I said, and what do you do? He says, well, uh, you know, I mean, I can't be rude. And I'm like, yeah, but if you want to have a girlfriend, then you need to have a girlfriend. And then you're off limits. You know, you're off the market. Or you can be the other way and play the field and not have a girlfriend.
2: Yeah. But But you can't do both. Exactly. Now, I want to know how a woman or a man can move forward if the past relationship was abusive and they're still wounded.
1: Well, they can, but they really need to heal. Um, There's a lot of work that can be done unconsciously using NLP. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm certified in NLP. I got certified from Tony Robbins years and years and years ago and, um, and recertified recently with Matt Browning, but ultimately, using NLP, which is a, a method of communicating directly with the unconscious, a lot of um, apprehension and limiting beliefs and all of those things can be can be shifted, so that the fears that come from being abused are shifted. I, 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 they're That's they're not. That's a good re- word. They're not removed. They're shifted. So that it's, it's not paralyzing to an extent that they're not able to actually in, engage in having a relationship, which some women who've been abused are really unable to do.
2: Now, NLP, you're talking about neuro-linguistic programming. Yes, I am. Okay, I'm just making sure that we are all on the same page. Okay, talking about pages, I want to talk about your book how to get what you want from your man anytime. Now, that's a relationship book that tells everyone in romantic relationships how to be content, how to have more fun, more sex, and less bickering. So I want to know one of the hints to have less bickering, because I hear couples sometimes bicker, and I look at them and I go, why do you do that to each other?
1: Because they're afraid to be vulnerable and tell the truth.
2: So that's what that's underlying, that bickering.
1: Well, usually people are bickering about something they're not willing to face up to, you know. As an
2: example?
1: It can can be anything. It can be being late, um, you know, um, forgetting a birthday um, or forgetting something. You know, maybe you have a date to go somewhere and something else comes up or just being inconsiderate. But the reality is people don't want to be honest about the mistakes they make. And the truth is, for a relationship to work on a long-term basis, both parties need to be vulnerable. You need to, you need to know that if you are in a relationship with somebody, that that person has your back no, no matter what. No matter what. And if that's the case, then you have to be honest and be vulnerable and you have to be willing to admit when you make a mistake and what happens most of the time when people make mistakes is they want to cover it up.
2: Yeah, instead of just coming forward and saying, "Oh man, oops." You know, I always felt that way with with Nixon and different presidents, if they and Clinton when he was accused with Monica Lewinsky, if they would have just said, "Yes, I did it. It wasn't right, and we're not going to do it." I screwed up.
1: I messed up. up. <laughs> yeah.
2: We would have all forgiven him and life would have gone on. <laughs> yep,
1: You're you absolutely know? right. Yeah. It's very okay. true. Okay. And in relationship, you know, when you're, in a, when you're in a committed relationship, you really need to be, you need to be that other person's person. You know, yes. uh, having a person, that's the person who's going to be by your side no matter what and stand by you. And say, you know, I'm on your side until you prove to me that I shouldn't be.
2: Yeah. You know what? I think that would be wonderful to have that in a relationship that's an intimate relationship. Because I notice that all my girlfriends do that for me. And I feel so strongly that if I ever called somebody and I needed help, they would go, oh, wow, you never asked for help. I'd love to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, because they would have my back. And and Susan don't you feel that way with yours? I mean according to your name everybody would do that for you too. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I have a lot of really good friends. And um it it's it's great because I like to keep my relationships clean. You you know what that means, don't you?
2: Yeah, you're always honest and you're always with an integrity.
1: It's like there isn't anybody on the face of this earth at this time that I would be afraid to meet on a sidewalk.
2: Nice. Now, I want to know, in your book, how to get what you want from your man anytime. Is that just for women, or can men read that and get some clues out of there, too?
1: Absolutely. Um, The book is for men and women. It's really just my strategy. It is the strategy that I work with. And um, the reason it's titled "The Way It is" is because um, men don't buy those kind of books, and women do. It's, so it's a marketing thing.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay, got it.
2: So have you found differences in what men expect from a relationship and able to be satisfied with that relationship and what women expect or need? Absolutely.
1: Men are easy to please. Men are really easy to please when it comes to relationship. they want, some, they want approval and they want appreciation. And they want sex, not necessarily in that order.
2: <laughs> depends on their name. Okay, keep going. Oh, <laughs> well, depends on the time of day. <laughs> well, I laugh because sexual needs and, and priorities show up in a name. So that's why I laugh that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, keep it. going. But you're right. It depends on the time of day. Women
1: w- women want a whole lot more from a relationship than men do. Men are, men are satisfied. I mean, I, I remember my husband used to say you know without you and the kids i'd be happy with a bed a remote control and a refrigerator
2: wow And you know? maybe may a doll okay and the so, truth uh, is is uh, that yeah.
1: women women improve the quality of life for men always
2: wow so yeah. What about older people who have had a spouse for a long time and they're now re-entering the dating scene because they're widows or widowers, or or they've had this long marriage and it's, it, it, you know after forty years it falls apart or whatever, and so these people are now re-entering the dating scene. Any suggestions for them?
1: Yes, they need to do the same thing that all the n- young people do, which is to go out and expand their perception of who's out there for them. Otherwise, they're going to be looking for the same thing they already had or the opposite of what they already had.
2: Okay, that makes so much sense. We need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, and it can be heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Susan has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. So please stay tuned for this fascinating show.
3: welcome
2: back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Susan Shepherd, whose website is gettingwhatyouwant.com. Now, she's taken her skills to a level where she's able to share her secrets with others to enable them to also get what they want just like she's able to get what she wants. And this is just incredible. I'm so happy that you're on our show with us tonight, Susan.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Now, What happens if your heart is so broken after the last relationship that you're afraid to try again or open up? What do you suggest in this case? Well, those are my favorite clients. (laughs) 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 They suggest they call me and have a conversation with
1: me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My love yourself step, which is the second step of my five-step process, is all about um, healing, growing your self-esteem, and expanding your perception of who's out there and when i tell people what my second step is they think it's all about going out and finding the man or the woman that they're looking for but it really has nothing to do with that it actually has to do with healing their broken heart it has to do with um, growing their self-esteem and it has to do with defining who it is they really want in their life and what kind of life they actually want. And that's that's really what it's all about. And the the process is it's called the love yourself step, but what it is is I tell them you must go and meet and have intimate conversations. Now you're not dating, you're not having sex with these people. You are meeting and having intimate conversations about who they are, what gets them up in the morning, what makes them be the human being that they are on this planet. And I tell them, you go and meet 40 of the sex that you're looking to engage with, and they need to be people that you're not instantly attracted to. They need to be people who are outside your comfort zone. They need to be people of all races and ages and cultural backgrounds and religions and... Um, literally everything you can think of i tell them one millionaire one homeless person one of every culture one of every you know sex race whatever you can find that's different go and really stretch your comfort zone and meet these people and find out who are they because what happens to us as we get disillusioned and disappointed in relationship as we shut down a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit till you're looking down a funnel and you're looking for this perfect person that is exactly what you've defined that you think you want and that person doesn't exist so you're going to end up alone but if you stretch your comfort zone and expand beyond the boundaries that your other than conscious mind has set up for you then you're able to actually find people who have probably been there the whole time that you haven't been able to see
2: Oh, that's interesting. Now, suppose one's ready for a committed relationship, yet you've just moved to a new place where you don't know anybody. And what what does that person do to meet people? What are your suggestions there?
1: You talk to people when you're in line. You talk to people at the grocery. Go to the
2: produce department. You're
1: going to find people in the produce department all the time. You can talk to people in the produce department. You can talk to anyone, anywhere. I literally have had these intimate conversations. And obviously, I've been doing them for a long time, so I'm pretty practiced at it. But I actually had a conversation with the checker who was checking me out at TJ Maxx when I was buying three things. And I found out the answers to all of the questions I tell people to find the answers to in a matter of the five minutes that I was there checking out.
2: Wow. Okay. Now you have two websites, the Get Loved Now website and the one that we've been telling our guests about already. But so we have these two websites, um, you know, the Getting What You Want and the Get Loved Now. So what's the difference between the two? Well, Get Loved Now was actually
1: a seminar that I did and I had guest speakers at it. And it was all about are you really ready for a relationship? Uh, What are the things that you need to have? um managed in order to be ready for a relationship like like your finances and your um self-esteem and your fear of being abused and your image and your literally all, all of these things i think i had eight speakers at that event and it really was specifically for that event and there's actually a video of that event that that I've had up on my website for a long time and it's it's all of these speakers who spoke about different things and they spoke about the spiritual connection and and um, I had my male coach that I had a relationship coach who um, his name is Jack Rafferty and he um, lived on a commune up in Northern California where they studied um, female sexuality and relationships and he lived up there for nine years with his wife and um he I learned a great deal about relationships from him and he was one of the our speakers at that event so that event that website is actually specifically just about that event that we only did one time so um it's it's got information on it and it has information about the speakers that were there. But my real website is gettingwhatyouwant.com.
2: Okay. Is there a link from gettingwhatyouwant.com to the other website? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say that way we can all just remember one of them.
1: <laughs> just remember the gettingwhatyouwant one.
2: <laughs> okay. So if you could change one thing about people's understanding or how they look at romantic love and romantic relationships, what would that be?
1: It would be to stay out of denial. Really pay attention to the intuitive hits that you get about anybody. Pay attention. Pay attention to what it is you want and what it is that's not there.
2: Interesting. I, you know, I say this because, you know, I got divorced 29 years ago. Sure. <clears throat> and so there's been many a dates in between. And of course, my kids always say, what was his name? Because you won't go out with him if he doesn't pass the name test. <laughs> but, but, um, but I do look at, you know, those, those feelings and those gut feelings. And, and like, I think our intuition does go off and say, something's not right here, even if you have no clue what it is initially.
1: Right. And if you don't listen to it your intuition literally can stop talking to you. Oh, now that's dangerous. Right. You should pay attention because it's, it's very, your intuition is, is you. It's your other than conscious mind. I tell people, listen to your body, listen to the physical signs you get in your body and listen to those intuitive pokes that you get. Um, when I was an ER nurse, um, and, and I will tell you this mini story, it's a mini story, but when I was an ER nurse, really early on, I think I had just graduated, it was 1965, and a, a young man walked up to the window and said he was having chest pain, and in 1965, we didn't even have coronary care units, we didn't put people on monitors, when men had heart attacks, they laid in the bed for six weeks, and student nurses fed and bathed them, and they loved it, but the student nurses didn't, but this 27-year-old guy walked up to the window, and I started to say, go to the waiting room, have a seat, and we'll call you. And I got this, like a poke, like somebody poked me. And I went, oh, never mind, just come with me. And I put him in the a cardiac room that we had set up, and I said, put this gown on, lay down in the bed, and I'll be I'll be right back. And I came back, and he had a massive heart attack, and his heart stopped, and we did CPR on him and saved his life. And I sent him to the waiting room, he would have died. So from that moment on, I listened to those folks.
2: Ooh, wow. Absolutely. Okay, so I have another question because a lot of people in our society are overweight. Does that affect a loving relationship or can people that have size or what I always say, they come in economy size, there's more of them to love, can they be just as successful? I mean, is it the the auric or the, the vibrations that they're putting off? that would override maybe somebody's feeling that they're they're not a perfect body.
1: The thing about bodies is this. People are attracted to different things from different people. And there's a lot of beautiful people who are not size 0. And yes. who you are is not your body. Your body is just the vessel you're occupying. Who you are is your spirit and your consciousness and your other than conscious and your intuition. It's the whole combination. It's, it's the spiritual you. That's who you are. Um, your body is just where you happen to be at the moment.
2: Excellent and- answer. I love that. Susan, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It has just been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been delightful, and I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> Be prepared and surprised and so pleased when you experience Susan Shepard's work. Her website, again, is gettingwhatyouwant.com. Now, Susan's name excels at being able to have fun while working and staying incredibly grounded at the same time. If your name starts with an S-U, then you, too, can have fun and stay grounded while doing it. Also... If your first vowel is a U, you have that short attention span that we spoke about earlier with Susan, where she wants to keep doing a lot of various different things. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on XCBN.net Radio and Exxon Broadcast Network and on Knowthename.com. So tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves, and what they were able to accomplish. In each upcoming show, you'll hear the clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. If you wish to learn how to read a person's name or to know more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius, visit the website knowthename.com and give yourself the gift of a session. It helps you to live to your best and highest when you find out what your name says about you. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Derek is the new superintendent in a large unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality
3: online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.